And now it's too late with Alan Mosley. Guys, welcome back for another episode of It's Too Late. I am your host, Alan Mosley. Join as always by the number one producer in late night. It's Blake Osborne. How's it going? I've seen that shirt before. Have you? I have. Okay. Oh, you know, I don't keep track of how many shirts I wear. I probably wear the same thing every week. I'm giving, okay, I'm giving Blake a hard time because right before we started the show, he said, did I wear this shirt last week? People are going to give me a hard time because I wore the shirt. So first of all, I don't think you did wear that shirt last week. Really? We should just pull up our uh, yeah. channel right and, here while we're waiting and, and, see. and see how many times I've worn the same shirt. I don't know. Yeah. I only own like four shirts, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> well, I like a red one, a blue so one, and a black one. I think that that's right it. there, folks, like a yellow or something. This is exactly why you got to go to patreon.com slash Alan Mosley yep. to donate to us for doing this fine program. So mm-hmm. Blake can buy a fifth shirt. Yeah. Well, yeah if I'm, we ever take this program to shirt. five nights a week, you're going to need at least one more shirt yeah. or it, we can't go on. Yeah. And we just wear the same color shirt for the same same day of the week every week it'd be great well i mean you know we like i tend to wear this tie a lot yeah you do but in my defense this is a great tie it is a great and it's my favorite color too so there you go yeah you go yeah blake i have got something for you this week buddy oh what do you got so you know how you and I have been talking about, like, our, our greatest episode ever was when we tried the Impossible Whopper. Yes. And we've been talking about we need to find some more stuff to try. Sure. And by the way, for you jerks at home, and you know who you are, we've had people write us say, you know, you ought to do that again. You ought to try this. Have you ever tried that? And I keep telling people, we'll give you the studio address. You send, you ship it here. We'll try it. Whatever weird random thing you have. But I, not we're not, bugs. like, we don't have any money. We're not going to go, we're like, me and Blake are not going to the store before we start the show to go buy crap that we're going to end up throwing away because you people want to see us eat it or drink it. Yeah, yeah. Might be an exception to the rule on this one. Okay. Now, there was a tweet that came out from Red Lobster that was a bunch of lobsters and the lobster on top was like photoshopped green and it said, big announcement coming soon. Okay. And the announcement hit the airwaves yesterday. Okay. Go ahead and pull this up. It's the Dew Garita. What is that? It's a Mountain Dew Margarita. It's the Dew Garita. So their message was, it's big, it's green, and it tastes even more incredible than it looks. Introducing the new Dew Garita. Get yours today along with all of your favorite Mexico drinks. God. So what you're telling me is they just added vodka to a Mountain Dew. So... (laughs) <laughs> well, it's tequila. Tequila. So, okay, there you go. So that's what I know about alcohol. So there's people in the thread that are – so first of all, there's people in the thread saying this is why America has fallen. That's, <laughs> that's one thing. But people were saying, so like what is it? – is it literally just tequila and Mountain Dew? Yeah. And they – of course, they won't give you the recipe of whatever <laughs> whatever other stuff is in it. But it's the Dew Garita. I'm not even sure what they've lined the glass with. It looked maybe like brown sugar or something. Yeah, what is that? I don't know. But is that salsa? I think I think we might have to have a dugarita <laughs> on the program. So we'll we'll Good have luck, to dude. we'll have to look into that. But anyway, probably my favorite response was somebody somebody had the uh the clip of uh uh, Jeff Goldblum from uh-huh. Jurassic Park. Yeah. He says, you know, your your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could that they never stopped to think if they should. Yeah. So I'm I'm just saying maybe the Dugarita. <laughs> now, I think we wow. you and I talked about this before. Yeah. You've you've seen The Mandalorian, right? Yes. And man, and we were talking about when does Mandalorian season 2 come out? They just the dropped the trailer. October. Yeah, they did. Did you see it? I have not seen it yet. You, you, so you haven't, you haven't seen haven't the trailer seen for Mandalorian no. Season 2. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Which, this is great, by the way. This is coming on the heels of us having just done an episode about yeah. boycotting Disney because they support communists in, okay. in, in concentration camps. So now I'm conflicted. And then, <laughs> <laughs> well, I, so for one, I unironically had Mandalorian Season 2 in my notes for today. Okay. Because I was like, well, but... It's but I want to see Mandalorian season two, and there's a trailer out. So what do we do? I mean, well, it, it, I, so I, I am a little bit conflicted, but this yeah. is something that I think people in our community like actually have to have a conversation about: sure. is where do you draw the line between wanting to take a stand on something between in, on principle, yeah, versus wanting to enjoy something that you want to enjoy? 
Right. And I think as it pertains to this in particular, obviously you don't pay the $30 to go see, go see, watch Mulan yeah. stream to your house. You don't right. do that. Right. So, so they don't really recuperate their costs on Mulan. Yeah. But if you have Disney Plus because you want to watch Mandalorian Season 2. So, like, okay, so I, uh, hold on. Because I, yeah. I know that okay. there's there's people, of course, this show is live, so I can see the live channel. Well, it's kind of like Netflix and the whole cuties thing. So I know? know that there's going to be people, yeah. yeah so there's yeah. going to be people that are going to say, whoa, you're being a hypocrite. But I, I kind of look at it the same way I look at, like, football. Okay. So uh, I've seen a lot of people making comments like, oh, they've got all this SJW stuff. I don't like that. This sucks, blah, 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 blah. And, and other people saying, oh, they take money from the military and they advertise all the oorah America crap. You know, whatever, whatever. But here's the thing. And then, of course, obviously, there's the third group that are just the neckbeards who are like, yeah. I don't like football. I just, but here's the thing. I do like football. Okay. It's, 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 it's my favorite thing to watch is football. Yeah. Okay. And I'm not going to allow people I don't like. I'm not going to allow institutions that I think are evil to prevent me from enjoying something I like. I okay. feel like it's you're, it's like you're you're not having your cake and you're not eating it too. Right. If you if you don't like those institutions and you allow them to poison something that right. you that you enjoy. <clears throat> well, in, in the case of like the Netflix thing, I mean, that's you're paying the monthly subscription and that's just downright dirty. You know, but in the case of Disney, yeah, you know, you're paying 30 bucks for something that's extra, so I can kind of get around that. Yeah, yeah, so obviously like you, you brought up the Netflix thing, yeah. which we might talk about that here in a couple of weeks because we have a friend of ours. I'm not going to say it yet because we haven't scheduled it, but we have a mm -hmm. friend of ours that actually has an interesting take on the whole cuties thing. Oh, and it okay. might not be something everyone agrees with. So okay. We'll, okay. we'll cross that bridge when we get there. But if you are one of the people that are like, uh, no, don't want any of that. If you want to cancel your Netflix subscription, more yeah. power to you. Yeah. I mean, I, who am I to say your principled stand on something is or isn't a good idea? <clears throat> right. But all I'm saying is, is that, but if, but if there are products I like, if there's studios I like, if there's shows I like or whatever, mm -hmm. and they sign a deal with Netflix to have Netflix publish their content and I want to watch their content, then yes, that puts me in a position where I would have to sign up for Netflix to watch yeah. it. True. And, and while I totally understand if you would want to cancel your, your subscription, whatever, I guess what I'm saying is, is that it's possible to make your voice heard and, and to tell, in this case, a company, I don't like this thing you're doing, but also watch, a lot, but to do like other things they're doing. Right. Like, you know, I, there's, there's, we were talking about football. So I love football. I love the sport and I love right. watching the games. Yes, there's a bunch of stuff going on around the game that's kind of silly to me. And right. I definitely don't like, oh, there's no fans. So they're piping in the fake crowd noise and all this B. I hate all that crap. But I'm not going to allow the things around the game ruin my enjoyment of the game. Exactly. That's, that's, so that's, that's, like that's what I'm trying to say. I know that there's going to be the diehards out there that are going to say, you're just a hypocrite, blah, 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 blah. All I can say is, is that if, if all we did was just constantly make a list of everything we didn't like and every, mm -hmm. every organization we didn't like, every person we didn't like, and then it's kind of like the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, right? Yeah. Like every single person or, or show or service or whatever that is in any way associated with any of those people or things we don't like, we don't support them. You can do that. Yeah. But you'll quickly find that there's not a lot left. I know. Isn't because that cancel culture at its finest? It's a, it's a surprisingly small world, I guess, yeah. sometimes. And that, in, and what I mean by that is that there's so many things interconnected that you can, you can draw a dot from one thing to another thing fairly easily. Yeah. And if, and if you, if you personally ban from your own consumption everything you don't like and everyone who's associated with everything you don't like. Right. Then you're out of things. You got nothing left. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't like that they're forcing people to wear masks, but there's also private companies that are taking it upon themselves to institute that rule. Right. If, if that means I don't support any of those companies while they're doing it, then that's understandable. But if that, but if that means I don't ever support any of those companies ever again, then I'm literally running out of places to go get my groceries. You are. <laughs> like I'm literally running out. So anyway, I just, I guess what I'm trying to say to people is, is that 
it's it's great to have principles. I mean, we're big on that on this show. Yeah. It's it's great to take a stand and to make your voice heard, but you you can also have some some social nuance to how you approach things, right? And and not demonize everybody um, in in comparison to one another, right? So I, I don't know. It's just it's just a weird little aside. I, I didn't have any of this in my notes, by the way. I just had okay. Mandalorian season two. That's all <laughs> I had in my notes. The point being is, is I'm excited for Mandalorian season two. Yep. You are too. It's gonna be great. Yep. We'll be right back after this. If you're enjoying tonight's show, consider supporting the program by becoming a member of our Patreon. That's over at patreon.com slash Alan Mosley. You don't think that they've like copyrighted saying the phrase, this is the way, do you? No, I don't think you can copyright. I don't think you can either. Well, good. This is the way. Yeah, this is the way. I love that. I do too. It's, it's a good. It's a good show. Yeah. Was, really okay, so we were talking about Netflix earlier. So yeah. I. So we've actually <laughs> talked about Altered Carbon on this show. We were mm-hmm. doing a little review of Altered Carbon, and we were getting excited for season two, which which was, it was pretty good. It wasn't quite as good as season one, but it was pretty good. I hope they do a season three. I'm not sure if they will. Hope they do. But the point being is, is that if I want to watch Altered Carbon and it's on Netflix, then I really don't have any choice other right. than to watch Altered Carbon. And, and and while it's true, while it's true that you could cancel your Netflix subscription because there's another show on Netflix you don't want, right. you could also just not watch that show exactly. and tell all your friends it sucks, don't watch it. Yeah. You could write nasty emails to yeah. Netflix, but yeah. still watch the show you do like. Wait, isn't that Tiger thing on there too? That Tiger guy? Well, Tiger King is, yeah. Yeah. Maybe Netflix isn't so bad. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. Hey, hey, uh, hey, Blake. Yeah, man. What time is it? It's time for... How did we get into you yelling that every week? Meme of the week. <laughs> Conservatives, when they find out a black man that's been killed by a cop has a criminal record. Oh, jeez. Because <laughs> I've got a golden ticket. Well, that sucker must have deserved it. a golden then. twinkle in my eye. Yeah. So uh, hindsight is twenty twenty. <laughs> that, that, that that image now will be burnt in your mind with a completely different meaning. I know. Look at his face. <laughs> look how look how excited Charlie is that he can talk about why the cops are justified that they killed that black man. <laughs> Jeez, I'm man. just I'm just kidding. That's know, not Charlie's not a racist. No, I think. No. Who knows? <laughs> I mean, I don't know Charlie. He, yeah. Maybe he is, but. Was the old man his uncle or his or his grandpa? I can't remember. I think that. it's his grandpa. Was his grandpa? Well, that guy was a deadbeat, wasn't he? <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he was basically Karl Marx. He was Karl Marx who was living in their home, yeah. and and then all of a sudden, when he gets some gets some expropriated uh-huh. capital, he's he's up on his feet. Yeah, it's a funny thing. Like, uh, you know, there's a what is it like a candy company or something out there that's doing the golden ticket thing? That's going around right now. There is a company out of Tampa. Is it Jelly Billy Beans? Or something like that. We got to find out some more information about that. But they're doing a golden ticket thing where you get the ticket, you win a candy factory. It's crazy. I got to find that. What happened to this show? I don't know. <laughs> Just thought I'd make a comparison. It's we're, been going around the internet. We did the meme of the week, right? Yeah, I, I, I spaced out for the last <laughs> few minutes. I have no idea what's going on. We we better move on to the yes, viewer mail because I've yes, lost complete control. No, <laughs> yeah. But... All right. <laughs> No. I, I use that response to everyone who texts me. I know you do. <laughs> I, I know you do. First question is from Suzanne Sherman, who Uh-oh. writes, Dear Alan and Blake, what is the worst flavor on earth and why is it pumpkin spice? I have a, I have a wow. confession. Yeah. I've actually never had anything pumpkin spice flavor. Are you serious? I'm dead serious. You need to get, you need to go get you some. But I don't like pumpkin. No, I mean, I mean have you ever had pumpkin ca- pumpkin pie? I don't like it. You don't? Okay. Well, that's all right. You don't have to. That's fine. <laughs> well, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to. No, but I, there is a worse flavor. What? I hate licorice, man. Licorice? Okay. 
That stuff's nasty. I think a lot of people put licorice at the top because yeah. b- b- specifically because it's a popular flavor that they don't like. I don't, like I'm sure there's some random obscure flavor that a lot of people wouldn't like, but it's obscure, so you wouldn't yeah. really think about it. I mean, I, I don't look down on people who like licorice. I just admire them for their ability to handle that. You, yeah, that's that takes that takes hair. You got to be a hairy person. You you just bravado and strength like a bear. You have to have that like. Grr, you know, grr. I think you're being a little R word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you are. No, yeah, everybody. So, so Suzanne, I think that there probably are worse flavors, but I actually don't know. I've never had pumpkin spice. Is so, there anything worse than licorice? I mean, it's pretty that's bad. Opinion. Okay, yeah. so if anybody at home wants to send us something that's pumpkin spice flavored for us to try <laughs> live on the air, we'll do it. Or licorice. You yeah. okay? Uh, uh, you, so uh, uh. send us Y'all send just... us licorice and pumpkin spice, and no. I'll eat the pumpkin spice, and Blake will eat the licorice live no. on the show. <laughs> he said he wants to. That's torture. <laughs> um, Eric Eli writes, "Dear Alan and Blake, does do the Washington rollovers have an official name yet?" So he's talking about the the Washington football team. Of course, right. they used to be the Redskins. Right, right, right. And that's that's too that's just too much now for our twenty twenty sentimentality. Yeah, we can't even say that. So they actually are going by Washington football team. What? That, that's literally what their name <laughs> is for this season, is Washington football team. Okay, that's epic. I'm cool. No, it's retarded is what it is. <laughs> it's but, so stupid, it's awesome. No, it's retarded. So the point being is is that, so I, this is my theory team. on this. So Dan Snyder, the owner of the Redskins, who's kind of been a little hot water himself anyway. Okay. He was somebody who was really adamant about not making the change for years. Yeah. Which, I, I frankly, I agree. But that being neither here nor there. So, so I think that the league went to him and said, look, we're going to have to make this change. It's, it's current year. We, we can't have a racist name. And I think that he's bitter about it. So when he yeah. said, well, screw you guys, I'll just call it Washington football team and it'll just be a W. Yeah. I think he did that almost kind of like as an FU to the league. And, and now they're actually doing it. And they did it under the presumption that it'll just be a placeholder. Uh-huh. But then they came out with a report saying that he was saying that if it catches on, they'll just keep it Washington football team. <laughs> I, so, again, I think he's just doing it as a big FU. But to answer Eric's question, they're going by Washington football team, and that is going to be their name yeah. going into the that's, future until they strange. decide otherwise. But you know what? The, my, my thing is, is isn't, isn't there other, other teams in other sports that have other names that have similar connotations like the Indians and the Chiefs? But, uh, and, of course. But, uh, of course. It's, well, it's, it's what's, just ridiculous. What's the difference? So, so the point being is, is that I always liked, there was a, there was an old sports article that used to be, I don't think it's around anymore. It's called the Tuesday morning quarterback. Uh-huh. And he always had these awesome nicknames for every single team. And so he had a nickname for Washington uh-huh. because, because Redskins is uh-huh. racist. Yeah. So his name was the Washington Potomac Drainage Basin Indigenous Persons. <laughs> and that was, that's my favorite name. They, that should be on their whole thing. It should be the Potomac Drainage that, Basin yes. Indigenous Persons. Sold. It's great. Uh, Andrew Avery writes, Dear Alan and Blake, a two-parter, if you'll indulge me. Oh, Uh-oh. God. <sighs> if Tom told you he had multiple personalities, would he be speaking frankly? Capital F, frankly. And if you say no, will he be beside himself? Oh, this hurts. Moving on. <laughs> Celeste Annis writes, Dear Alan and Blake, with songs like Strip, Polka, Beer Barrel, Polka, and The Lady from 29 Palms, are the Andrews sisters the real OGs? Yes. Well, there, so Blake apparently has a very strong opinion on this. Man, Polka's awesome. Well, there you go, Celeste. Yeah. Blake says yes, and he's, he's the music <laughs> expert. He owns a music studio. That doesn't mean I'm an expert of artists. Yeah, he is. No, <laughs> dude, I... So I actually go out of my way to build you up for once on this damn show. And Dude, then you're like, I can, no. I can tell you about any piece of technology that there is in audio recording. But when it comes to like old artists, I kind of have a varied idea. Okay. So I'm sorry, Celeste. The real answer is no, they're not the real OGs because Blake doesn't have a GD clue what he's talking about. Jonathan Carranza writes, Dear Alan and Blake, what is your favorite Facebook page? Well, it used to be the other 3%, but they like died of the Rona or something. Wow. Yeah. They, they're gone now or they're going. I, I don't know. They, what's they got going sucked. On. Did they get sucked? How many times at I don't this know. point? 
There, what's funny is, is I've seen a recurring theme of people uh-huh. messaging us saying, hey, I never see your content. Did you quit? And it's because we're being throttled by social media. Right. And you guys have to like our page. That's right. Click the little note of the following button to say yeah. see first. Right. If you're on Facebook. Exactly. And you got you to gotta like and comment and share. Right. If you don't, then Facebook makes the post go away. Exactly. We get unpersoned. Right. And so that's happened to other people too. And so they've had the same problems. Right. So to answer Jonathan's question, I, I don't even know anymore. It, everything <laughs> I like goes away. Yes. I'm upset. <laughs> Jeff Johnson writes, Dear Alan and Blake, what, which is the best of these three Mel Brooks movies? A, Spaceballs. B, Blazing Saddles. Or C, Young Frankenstein. Ooh. I know. That's a good one. I, I just have a special place in my heart for Spaceballs, dude. I'm so you sorry. say Spaceballs. I love the other ones, but Spaceballs is the best. Such a normie. For me, for me. Such a normie. Yeah. So I'm actually gonna I'm actually gonna take a controversial p- pick right here. Okay. I'm gonna say Young Frankenstein. Why? It's I mean it's good. It's really good. It's funny as all get out, but you know it's. Eh, I don't know. Eh, I don't know. I, I like how I like how I express <laughs> my preference, and it's ugh, why? Ugh, Sorry, why? that's the German in me. <sighs> Something in you, R word, R word, being R word. So I, so my favorite of those three is Young Frankenstein. I I think that they're all great. I mean, they're iconic uh-huh. for different reasons. They're all iconic for different reasons. They all have very famous one-liners and scenes that everyone references. But I think that most people would, I think most normies would pick Spaceballs. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of big Mel Brooks fans would pick, or, or other normies would pick yeah. Blazing Saddles. Yeah. But I'm actually going to say Young Frankenstein. So okay. let me know in the comments why I'm wrong, but try to be a little no, bit know. more eloquent than, than, ugh, why? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Mary Lynn Willimowski of yes. David and Mary Liberty yeah. Late Night say, who do you like better, Pat Sajak or Alex Trebek? Ooh. What do you think, Blake? Pat Sajak. Alex Trebek is just too, uh, oh, he's, he seems like an okay dude. It's kind of pompous. You know, I don't know. That's my opinion. See, I think that I think that most people would say the opposite of what really? you just said. I think most people would say Pat, J- Pat Sajak comes off as a bit grading and pompous oh. and Alex Trebek oh, is more okay. down to earth. I guess it just depends on who you grew up watching more. You know? I'm shocked Alex Trebek is still alive at this point. Yeah, he's, he's got, got a like, rough, he's, he's had it rough lately. He's got like stage 27 cancer. Yeah. So, but he's apparently still making it. Maybe that's, maybe it's just a robot. I don't know. He might, he might maybe, just be a robot. He might be a droid. So I'm actually, so believe it or not, I'm actually going to say Pat Sajak. Okay. So, you know, Pat Sajak used to live in the uh, middle Tennessee area because he used to, used to work with uh, Channel 4 News. And I heard that. Yeah. So, yeah. so he's, yeah. he's, he's a, uh, he's not originally from uh-huh. here, but he, he lived he here ties. for some time. That's good. So there you go. So, you go. so we're going to root for the hometown boy right. and say Pat Sajak. That's right. Uh, Rachel uh, Watson Kennerly asked, Dear Alan and Blake, how did I wind up as a top fan of this page that Facebook hides from me? So this is, this is exactly my damn point right yeah. here is that I get messages from people every week saying, when are you going to do your next episode? So first of all, guys, we literally do a show every, every week. Wednesday. We That's don't right. miss weeks. We don't. And they literally come out every Wednesday night at nine o'clock Eastern <laughs> That's time. That's correct. And there's a live premiere of when it, of when the episode drops <laughs> on Facebook.com, yes. Alan Mosley TV, on Twitter, Alan Mosley TV, and YouTube, Alan Mosley TV. And Parlor. Well, we're on Parlor. Yeah. And, but the Parlor is just going to be linking to the YouTube. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. How about, how about you let me take care of this, Blake? Sure. How about, yeah, how about that? Because you've never posted a single one of the things we've done. I'm the one posting it. The reason why you guys don't see it is because Blake doesn't even share the show. Blake, Blake doesn't even watch the show. I didn't even watch, watch it. it. I was there last week. So anyway, I, I, I'm serious, seriously, though, when I say this, I get messages every single week from people saying, I, when's your next episode coming? I hadn't seen it. And I'm like, so first of all, like, share, comment, click right. the button to say see first. So you don't in notifications. So you don't miss when we do something. Second of all, it's every Wednesday night at nine o'clock Eastern. It literally always is. <laughs> I don't even know why we do our advertisements and stuff. I do them and people watch the show and then they, and then after the show's over, they say, so w- w- where can I see this again? Like, <laughs> David oh. Willimowski Jr. Yes. of Liberty Late Night writes, Dear Alan and Blake, why am I just now seeing this? This is exactly what I'm talking about. 
out. Come on. <laughs> now I know I know that they know better because yeah. they they do a show, so they know what it's like. Yes. But you guys are killing me. Last one, Ryan huh? Seifert. By the way, Ryan is one of our loyal uh, viewers, okay. but he's been gone for a few weeks because he got sucked. Ooh. So Ryan, let us know by the way in the comments if you're watching. Yeah. Uh, what you did. What did, what did you do? What did you do? Ryan writes, Dear Alan and Blake, what percentage of the far-right virtue signaling cancel culture secretly watch sports in shame? Okay, so I'm going to give you a serious answer to that question, not a, not a funny one. That people, so the people who already weren't sports watchers, like the people who are on social media saying, you know, cancel football or whatever, those people probably don't watch football to begin with. Right. So I don't really care what they think and they're making they're 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 being loud about their opinion, but they're not really football fans, so what difference is it? If they weren't gonna watch, then who cares? Then don't watch. It's fine. Yeah. But of the people who are loyal sports fans who then kind of jump on that bandwagon of, you know, you should be doing more for social justice, or I don't like this or that, or or whatever. Or the opposite, the one saying, Well, I'm not gonna watch it until they saluting the flag they're watching dude they're still watching shut up yeah they're still they're still watching they're still they're still watching so that's the thing is that so to answer your question the people who normally would watch and then say they won't are totally still watching in shame 100 (laughs) percent. and the people who normally wouldn't watch are not watching right so really all the stuff around the game doesn't affect that at all Right. I'm not saying that the numbers don't go up and down. Yes, I would prefer certain things to be a certain way, of course. But I do still watch the games. If I, if I, I, I tell you, if I need to put it on mute, I put it on mute. Yeah, I really do. If I, if I need to avoid the pre and the post game, I do that too. But I still watch the game. Right. You guys, you know, you're still watching. <laughs> tell you what, the only game I didn't watch this past week was the Cowboys game. It's a good thing I didn't because I just don't need blood pressure issues. <laughs> The Titans won, though. Yeah. So how about that? I heard. That, I mean, they rare. suck. They were terrible and should have lost, but they won. <laughs> yeah. That sounds pretty Titan-y. And it was an away game, wasn't it? But that doesn't even matter anymore because but most places don't have any fans in the stands. That's so true. who even cares if yeah. it's a home or an away game? <laughs> I, we're, not, we're not doing sports this week. No. What are we talking about right now? I don't we're know. not doing sports this week. I don't know. God, we're like seven minutes over. <laughs> it's all fun. I think you should go to a commercial break. I think we should take another moment. Okay. Let's 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 have a few let's have a quiet moment, I think. Good. All right, we can take a commercial break. You're at could be playing right now, reaching thousands of potential customers. Sadly, it's not, but it could be. Find out how to be an advertised sponsor for It's Too Late with Alan Mosley. Email us at alan at funnybroke.com. So... What we have for this week in our in our first news segment is something that was going around on Twitter, and it was in reference to an article from the Financial Times talking about what happens if Trump doesn't concede. Talking about if he if he loses the presidential election in November right. and then refuses to concede. Okay. So go ahead and pull up that that uh, article right there. What happens if Trump loses but refuses to concede? Now I'm going to go on a rant really quick. You know me, I'm I'm really quick about my rants. I was planning on using that very article right there. To reference our conversation today. Okay. And now I can't pull up the article because they literally threw it behind a paywall in the 24 hours it took me to come down to the studio and do the show. So I'm actually having to get notes from another site in reference to that article. Nice. It is current year, folks. Yeah, no. It is 2020. How dare you put your crap behind a paywall? Just... No, that just, that just guarantees that no one will read it. Yeah. So here I am, someone who would have showcased this article on the show and, right. and talked about this is who it's from, and here's the authors, and here's what they said, and now we're not going to do that. Right. So go to go. euthanasia.com slash paywall yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. to get the information you need. There you go. Yeah. So anyway, what happens if Trump loses the election uh, but doesn't concede? Now, you're going to see where I'm going with this in a second. 
everyone on Twitter is talking about Trump's going to try to steal the election. Trump is going to create some sort of uncomfortable military coup situation. Trump refuses to concede. The Financial Times takes a sober look at the tricks Trump and the GOP could pull to keep him in power if he loses the election. 538 offers a similar analysis. With a vast patchwork of state legislators, electors, uh, vote count shenanigans, congressional maneuvers, and courtroom fights to wage, it could go on for months and even see Nancy Pelosi installed as a caretaker president after Trump's current term ends. The grim reality, though, is if it gets to that point, awful things will already be happening in the streets. This is from the Financial Times. Hmm. Such uncertainty amid high expectations for victory on either side risks civil unrest that increases pressure from one side to concede officials fear. It could also pit the military against civilians who have taken to the streets. Quote, leaders are already thinking through the potential for unrest, said a former senior military official or officer in touch with top Pentagon officials. Pentagon leadership has insisted the U.S. military has no role to play in any election dispute and has openly discouraged Mr. Trump from invoking the 1807 Insurrection Act, which would give him the authority to deploy troops to quell any civil unrest. I'm going to go ahead and finish this last little bit, and then we're going to talk about it. Biden has, has to either win enough electors to obviate the possibility of the candidates sharing a tipping point state, or win by enough votes in such states to make a slim electoral college advantage unassailable. The too long didn't read of this and of the other articles like it. If Biden doesn't go to bed in the early hours of November 4th, a clear Florida worth of called electoral votes ahead of Trump, Trump can probably engineer the war he wants. This even if it's obvious Biden will still prevail after mail-in votes are counted. I want to point out a couple of things in that analysis. Okay. The first one is, is that do you notice how completely one way slanted it is? Yeah. The entire article is, it could be a close election. Uh-huh. It could come down to the waning hours. It right. could come down to mail-in votes. Mm-hmm. But all of that is all presumed Trump will lose and he may cause trouble. Right. What, what about if Biden loses? Yeah. Will it be the same way? Right. So if you look at a lot of the unrest that's going on in the country right now, and yes, it is true that there's a lot of protests going on um, related to uh, police brutality. Police brutality as a whole, specific murders. If you're talking about George Floyd, you're talking about Breonna Taylor, which we'll actually have a little Breonna Taylor update in the finale today. That's all well and good. Look, I, I'm i on board. All cops are bastards. I, I say it all the time. I've made no, I've minced no words about that on this program. I, I want to abolish the, I want to abolish the state. So they're the enforcement wing of the state. It shouldn't be that hard for you to connect the dots where I stand on that. But the point being is, is I totally get protesting police brutality and murders committed by police in various cities. But we also, but let's like, let's be honest with ourselves here. We know that a whole lot of the people out in the streets that are just walking through parking lots with baseball bats, just smashing every windshield that are looting and burning down small businesses. Oftentimes, by the way, looting and burning down small businesses in minority neighborhoods, which is totally, it's, it's counterproductive no matter where they burn down and loot, but it's really counterproductive to burn down and loot minority neighborhoods, which totally is happening all across the country. And, and then obviously the violence factor, obviously there being violence and, and we've seen protester on protester violence. And, and we talked about Garrett Foster on this program. We talked about others. So you're just absolutely being intellectually dishonest. If you don't point out those things and say, there are a lot of very, uh, bad actors mixed into this movement, if you want to call it that. Mm-hmm. And these people, first of these people are not Trump voters. Like I'm, I, I, I hate Trump. I want both of them to lose. I don't think, I, I think voting is aggression. I'm, I'm for no political candidate, but I feel, I feel the need to point out that a lot of the people causing the, a lot of the people involved in the rioting and the looting specifically, and I'm differentiating by the way, that from protesting, not protesting, rioting and looting. These people are not walking around wearing MAGA hats. Mm-hmm. I hate to tell you they're not. Nope. So this idea that then if Trump loses the election, then he will manufacture civil unrest when A, there already is civil unrest and it's yep. largely being led by people who don't support Trump. 
That's just being intellectually dishonest. It just is. So, so let's flip the script on that. So I, I heard that. I've read this article. I heard the analysis. Fine. Let's do the exact same article, but replace Biden everywhere where it says Trump. Will, will a Biden loss mean that there will be massive civil unrest the country over? Will a Biden loss, regardless of, of mail-in ballots, mean that, there's, that, that you're going to see these things increase and that it's going to become quite clear that it's no longer just about Black Lives Matter and it's no longer just about police brutality? Right. Now it becomes a, something a bit more political and more sinister. Uh-huh. And it just, it, and what's funny is, is that, and I did this, you can actually do, you can go on Google and do a search and say, I'm going to search for what happens if Trump doesn't concede or, 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 you know, potential civil unrest around November elections. And you will just get hundreds and hundreds of hits of all of these different major media sites, all writing articles and recording interviews specifically about what are we going to do when Trump tries to start a war because he won't give up power? Not a single one of them say, well, what, what will the left do if the left doesn't get its way? Not a single one of them. Right. It blows my mind because yeah. all of the evidence that we currently have would seem to suggest that we should be more concerned about left-wing civil unrest right. than we should about right-wing civil unrest. Right. And they talk and, and they trot out all the QAnon crap, which it's crap, by the way. They trot out all the deep state stuff. They trot out all of these, all of these tropes of, well, you know, the, the, the Trump, the Trump people, the MAGA people, they're, they're in all of these little secret, secret paramilitary groups. And you're going to see these militias all over the country. And they're largely influenced by white supremacy. Where, okay, point point them out, please. Right. You, th- I keep on hearing this boogeyman, but I, then I don't see it. And I don't mean okay. I saw one guy in one town somewhere with a sign. No, 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 no. I want to see widespread paramilitary groups threatening civil unrest under a Biden. I want Biden premise. I want to see it. You know why? You know why they can't show it to you because it doesn't exist. Right. Oh, there's going to be plenty of right-wingers who would boo-hoo and gnash their teeth and all that. Uh, what's the phrase that they always say? Um, vote, hope, and cope. That's yeah, what the yeah, right-wingers yeah. tend to do. But by and large, when they don't get their way, they just go back to screaming. They just go back to listening to Rush yeah. and screaming at their TV when Fox News is on. That's all yeah, they do. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, they can, they can all go to euthanasia.com as well. I, I, I want to make that very clear. They can all go to euthanasia.com as far as I'm concerned. But... They're just not the ones in the riots and the protests, by and large. Right. They're just not the ones burning down the private yeah. property and, and smashing the car windows. By and large, they're just not. Yeah. So if we're going to be intellectually honest, we have to just simply recognize that it is, it is, the, it is the political left in this country right now that is more like to, to actually spread genuine violence and to fan those flames. Mm-hmm. And again, by the way, I love nothing more than ideological self-segregation. I want these groups to say we can't go on living together because I think then the right answer is secession. I think that they should split off and become different political groups in, in, different, in different nation states. That's what I would love to see happen. I think that would be better than trying to keep an empire together of 320 million people, half of them not liking the other half. But in the system that currently exists, I think if you're being honest with yourself, you have to acknowledge that it is the left that is causing way much more of the violence in the streets. So I'm not afraid of a Trump loss, meaning that right-wing paramilitary groups are going to take to the streets. Right. I would be significantly more concerned about a Trump win uh-huh. and a Biden loss and left-wing groups ramping up the, fa- ramping up the flames. Yeah. I mean, tell me where I'm wrong on this. I don't think you're wrong. See, I folks, mean, that's why that's why he's the number it, one producer. Yeah, I mean, sitting here, just, you know, of all the stuff that we've seen, you know, just over the last year, I mean, I don't see a lot of guys running around, like you said, wearing MAGA hats, smashing windows. I see a lot of, you know, random folks from all different likes and hoods and... Well, you know, they just... So what's funny is, is I actually saw on Twitter right before we started the show, and I didn't, I didn't have time to like pull it for the uh-huh. show. I didn't really want to. 
they were they were talking about this obnoxious. We were talking about people running around in MAGA hats. So there uh-huh. was this obnoxious group of right wingers, uh-huh. and some of them were wearing MAGA hats uh-huh. that ran into a Target in Florida. And none of them were wearing masks, and uh-huh. it was a protest. Like they were running through the aisles of Target, yeah. yelling at people, saying, "We're not going to wear masks. Take your masks uh-huh. off." Yada yada yada. Yeah, but it was in Florida, so it well, yeah. So for one, it's in Florida, so <laughs> they, they could mean, just get in line with the rest yeah. of the crazies. But two, yes, they were being obnoxious. Like right. they're not they're not winning any political points by uh-huh. running through Target, ruining people's shopping experience. Exactly. They're not they're not accomplishing anything. Right. But the point being is, is that while that's while that's retarded. Yeah, it's there's a big difference between a group of magas running uh-huh. through the aisles of Target saying "Take off your mask, masks are stupid." Yeah, versus people burning Target down exactly. and, stealing and stealing TVs. TVs. They're Jeez. not running through Target stealing TVs saying no. "Take your masks off." Exactly. I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm just saying. I'm not defending one side or the other. I'm just saying this this narrative of uh-huh. what will we do if trump wins it, it it'll be another four years of of nazi germany and and what what if he refu- what if he loses and refuses to concede you guys i see that headline everywhere and yeah. i just can't believe they can write it with a straight face knowing full well that it is the left that is fanning the flames of hatred yeah. i just i call it like i see it i'm not yep. defending the righties but the lefties duck. are wrong on this one yep I just wanted to have another quiet moment. I'm feeling a little, feeling a little. <clears throat> might have the Medela virus. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Well, let's take another commercial break. We'll be right back. So for our last segment today, um, have you ever read any articles from the old magazine Scientific American? I used to read that when I was younger because yeah, I had so, more access to it. But yeah, I remember that magazine having some really cool articles and stuff. Yeah, so I so I've 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 read a number of, of things from Scientific yeah. American uh-huh. over the years. That was always like my go to thing if I'm waiting at the barbershop or whatever, I'd go grab the science. Yeah. Talk Jeez, about what barbershop were you going to? That's like the barbershop of smart guys? I mean, no, it was just it was just yeah. Most of the barbershops just like Schultz it. Got, up like, down here on James stuff. Campbell. I mean, oh, no, no one watching the show nationally gets that, but it's just an old time barbershop. Well, that's, that's I'm impressed. Excuse excuse me for yeah. enjoying old time Americana, Blake. Do, do you wear a suit and a tie when you go get your hair done? I mean, you know, no. Just Jesus, him. I can't. <laughs> You've ruined the segment. The segment's over. We should no just way. take a commercial break now and be done with it. It's ruined. <laughs> anyway. Scientific Americans been around for 175 years and they have never once endorsed a presidential candidate because they want to keep the focus on the content and Uh not make themselves a political magazine, which I respect. I I have complete respect for that until now. Go ahead and pull it up. Scientific Uh American endorses Joe Biden. Scientific American backs Biden with first presidential endorsement in 175 years. Well, you can burn that magazine. (sighs) Oldest continuously published U.S. magazine offered its first presidential endorsement on Tuesday backing Democratic nominee Joe Biden. Quote, Scientific American has never endorsed a presidential candidate in its 175-year history. This year, we are compelled to do so. Why? We do not do this lightly reads a letter from the editors in the magazine's October issue that editorial criticizes President Trump's, quote, dishonest and inept response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Here we go. Here we go. Highlighting the over 190,000 Americans who have died from the coronavirus. So we've already talked about that. That's yeah. not true. Right. 
The pandemic would strain any nation and system, but Trump's rejection of evidence and public health measures has been catastrophic in the U.S. He was warned many times in January and February about the onrushing disease, yet he did not develop a national strategy to provide protective equipment, coronavirus testing, or clear health guidelines, Scientific American says. Take a quick break right there. So... The individual states and their governors have been, by and large, the ones determining for their own state how to handle said crisis. Which, by the way, that is the federalist, that is the constitutional approach. Right. It does. The Constitution doesn't say, and oh, by the way, the president can rule by executive decree in case people are getting sick with the flu. Right. Doesn't say that. Therefore, it remains to the states, respectively. And yes, there have been some governors that have done a better job than others. I think it's safe to say. We've talked about Christy Nome on this program, the governor of South Dakota, mm-hmm. that is welcoming, welcoming people. Come on in. We're open for business. And numbers have been good. Yeah. Versus states like New York, where Andrew Cuomo literally marched a bunch of elderly people to their deaths. Pretty he much. should be in jail. Yep. So you want to talk about being anti-science, scientific American. So, but in that case, that's not necessarily anti-science. That's more they're blaming Trump for, in this particular instance, actually respecting the Constitution and the federal separation of power. Imagine that. Oh, wow. Trump has regularly defended his response to the crisis, particularly citing his decision to ban travel from China, the origin country of the novel coronavirus back in early February. The magazine was also sharply critical of Trump's proposed budget cuts for agencies, including the Center for Disease Control and Prevention and the National Institutes of Health, as well as the handling of the environment. So again, this is a political statement, again, not a scientific statement. Exactly. Um, The CDC shouldn't exist. I'm all for defunding it. It should be defunded to zero. Abolish it. It's garbage. Uh, National Institutes of Health. Why why do we have a National Institute of Health? Why do we believe that the government stealing money from the taxpayer and then funding a government-run program or institution is somehow going to lead mankind through issues such as the coronavirus, whereas the private sector cannot? Right. It's, it's just on its face yeah. ridiculous. Quote, in his ongoing denial of reality, Trump has hobbled U.S. preparations for climate change. Uh-oh, now we're getting to the this real things. Yeah. For preparations for climate change, falsely claiming that it does not exist and pulling out of international agreements to mitigate it. So funny how it's all about his response to COVID. But oh, by the oh, way, yeah. how about climate change? Yeah. You people are clowns. A scientific American has always had, you know, a, a chip on its shoulder about, you know, climate change and climate change, climate change. Well, all, and, all and I don't about. and I don't have any particular quotes from Trump yeah. in front of me. But the thing the thing about even framing the conversation around the phrase climate change yeah. is really disingenuous. Yeah. Because the climate changes. Yeah. That so it's it's technically correct to say that climate change is real because the climate does change. change. The the conversation is not whether or not climate can and will change. Right. The conversation is, is that, is that, is that genuinely dangerous for human life? Is it always a net negative? Right. Um, Is it something that we have the ability to prevent at all? If it is something that is a net negative and see what is the, what is the realistic economic answer, the realistic po- political economic answer? Yeah. If it were possible for us to prevent climate change as they define it, but that means we have to all go back to living like cavemen, then what happens is, is in a very short period of time, you see millions and millions and millions of people starve to death. And uh, That's what happens. Yep. So, it's, so it's not about whether or not we're arguing that climate change is real, however you define the term. Uh-huh. The argument is, is that, but if you want to live in this beautiful world that we live in with all the wonders of technology and society that we've come to enjoy, they would all go away. Right. If these people had their way, it's the same thing as the, as the COVID people saying, well, we're not going to reopen until we have a vaccine and there's no cases. That's so ridiculous on yeah. its face to say if a single per, if we have a single positive case, everyone lock yourselves in your homes and put on your masks and we're not going to do anything until we have a vaccine. Well, what if we don't? Yeah. What if we don't have a vaccine this year? Right. What if we don't have a vaccine next year? What, what if, if we, we don't have, have a vaccine have... in the 2020s? Are you just all going to starve and die? Yeah. That's ridiculous. Do? How long are you going to wait it out, man? Last quote. 
Quote, Joe Biden, in contrast, comes prepared with plans to control COVID-19, improve health care, reduce carbon emissions, and restore the role of legitimate science in policymaking. He solicits expertise and has turned that knowledge into solid policy proposals. I love that phrase, <laughs> the role of legitimate science yeah. in policymaking. Mm. Because I'll tell you what, I've seen a lot of articles and a lot of videos from licensed and diplomaed PhDs and epidemiologists, yeah. doctors and scientists who have said things that don't go along with the mainstream narrative on COVID-19 coverage. Oh, yeah. And you know what? Scientific American, which is supposed to be <coughs> talking about legitimate science, is supposed to be talking about the rigorous debate in science, scientific community about exactly. these types of issues. Yeah. I don't see them going out of their way to defend those folks. Mm -mm. In fact, those folks are the ones having their their videos deleted by YouTube. Yeah. They're getting themselves deplatformed. They're seeing places like PayPal and Patreon refuse them funding. You can't start a GoFundMe for them. They'll take it down. Google won't link to their to their hits, to their results. Their their web their web providers take down their websites. All their content gets erased. It goes down the memory hole. Mm -hmm. Imagine that. It's, the point being I'm trying to make here, folks, is that the scientific community, they're just human beings. And human beings can be compromised. Yep. People can be bought. Yep. In the same way that a senator can be bought and he can support something because a special interest wants to support it. And not because it's legal or constitutional or even just objectively the right or wrong thing to do. Or even that it, that it actually achieves the aims that it purports. No, he does it because he's a bought and paid for POS that's getting his pockets lined by special interests. Yep. The scientific community is not somehow magically immune to this concept. Right. Doctors and scientists can be offered grants and funding uh -huh. for their departments or just sure. straight up a cash kickback kick to their own wallet yeah. to, to write this kind of tripe. So I, I'm just, I'm blown away, first of all, that an institution like Scientific American can take 175 years of of yeah. of of goodwill and, and risk just throw it into the trash by Stupid. endorsing a POS like Joe Biden. It just it just blows. I just I can't believe it. I I just think to myself, like you and I could sit here right now and we could say, what would it take for us to just flip the script on our whole program and just and it just becomes Ben Shapiro. It just becomes bootlicking statish trash where all we ever do is talk about how Trump's trying to save America and keep it great. Like, what would it take for us? A lot of money. <laughs> It'd take a lot of money, but I got to tell you, I got to be honest with you. I think I would take their money and I would make them an episode and then I'd probably quit. And yeah. I'd, it probably would be the most smart ass thing you ever saw in your You're life. Darn right. But, but they're specifically endorsing Joe Biden. It's one thing to denounce, like... It wasn't good enough uh -huh. that they say we don't agree with Trump's policies on X, Y, and Z, and right. we're going to back up our claims uh -huh. with this data, this counter data. Yeah. That wasn't enough. No. They, they specifically endorsed Joe Biden because, but why? Yeah. Why are they endorsing Joe Biden? There's because he be parrots something. the narrative they support yeah. and because he's going to come in and steal a bunch of money to fund the institutions they personally like. Yep. How does that make them any different or any better than any other special interest? It doesn't. That's right. Such a shame. Yeah. It really is. I, I, I'm, like, I, I'm not being anymore? facetious. It's such a shame to yeah. see that. It's just everything's, everything's compromised nowadays. Everything. Everything sucks. Yeah. You know. Nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm mad on the internet right now. <laughs> well, isn't that rare? <laughs> isn't that rare? Here, this is me on the internet. That's how I do it. All right, we're going to take our last commercial break. We'll be right back.
Like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Alan Mosley TV. You can follow us on Twitter. It's twitter.com slash Alan Mosley TV. And you can subscribe to our whole library at youtube.com slash Alan Mosley TV. So there's one last thing I wanted to show everybody before we went away. Uh, uh-huh. It's a quick little update on Brianna Taylor. Go ahead and pull up that right there. Okay. So Louisville settles Brianna Taylor wrongful death lawsuit for $12 million. So the, the family of Brianna Taylor, who I think it was back in April that they had filed a, uh, a suit against the city of Louisville yeah. in, the, in the murder. Let's get the right words. Brianna Taylor was murdered by the Louisville PD. Mm-hmm. And uh, Louisville has settled the suit for $12 million. You know what's so interesting to me about this? What? Is that, so Louisville has settled the suit. The mayor went up in front of cameras and stood in front of a microphone and said, we're settling the suit. We're very sorry. Uh, This is a tragedy. Breonna Taylor was murdered. We're going to, we're going to work on change within Louisville. We're going to work on change. I think they already have banned no-knock raids there, specifically yeah. in Louisville. But we're we're going to work with the with the police departments to do this, that, and the other. Yeah. They haven't arrested her killers yet, though. No. It just it's just and and I know I'm I'm not. This isn't a legal conversation. We don't have Suzanne here to talk about the ins and outs. But the point being. You see the point I'm making is yeah. that so the the city is settling the suit, which means they're they're and I'm sure in the settlement it's that they don't they don't expressly you know assume wrongdoing or responsibility yeah. or whatever. But the point being is, is we all know they are. Yeah, we all know that they're settling that they're giving Breonna Taylor's family twelve million dollars because they're they're acknowledging guilt uh-huh. that they that they were in the wrong and that she was murdered. Yeah. So if if they're settling the suit, if they're giving her family twelve million dollars, if the mayor of Louisville is going up in front of a microphone live on TV and saying we're so sorry this shouldn't have happened, blah blah blah, then I don't see how you can do any of that without the very next thing being, therefore, let's go pick up those cops and put them under arrest. Yeah. Absolutely. Hasn't happened yet. As as of the time of this recording, that hasn't happened yet. Uh-huh. Um, I, I love the memes that people make that always are just some random nondescript meme, and then it ends with, and so ne- today is a lovely day to arrest Brianna Killer or Brianna Taylor's killers. Yep. And it and uh, it still is not going to happen. <laughs> they actually had in the uh, article here that this is the largest settlement that Louisville taxpayers, of course, are going to be on the on the hook for. Uh-huh. The the largest settlement before this was to a man named Edwin Chandler, who had been wrongfully imprisoned for more than nine years, huh. and he had received eight point five million back in twenty twelve. Wow. You remember when we were talking about Kamala Harris and that uh-huh. she, you know they had wrongfully imprisoned people, and then she was fighting to a keep them in jail yeah. even though they were wrongfully imprisoned, oh, yeah. and b deny them any benefits. Right. So I just wanted to bring. So if if Kamala were around, she would be like, screw yeah. Edwin Chandler, yeah. he can burn in hell. Um, she'd probably say the same thing about Breonna Taylor's family. Uh-huh. That's what's funny about it is that these people, these people try to get on their moral high horse and and support their protests and all this, but in reality, their actual actions are the opposite of of their words. So, I'm I mean I'm glad this happened. I'm I'm glad that it's I'm glad in the sense that the family gets a settlement. Uh-huh. I'm mad in the sense of, of course, all this means is that the Louisville taxpayer will have to pay it. Yeah. Because as we have said on this very program, I would love for that $12 million to come out of the police pensions. Yeah. That's where I think that it should come out of. Yeah. I think you should get rid of qualified immunity and then uh-huh. go after those officers That's and get right. them for every dime they're worth. That's the right. ones who actually murdered her. But above all of that, it's not over until they arrest the killers. Yep. Period. Full stop. That's it. Guys, thank you so much for listening to another episode of It's Too Late, and we will see you next week.